now it's time for some midweek thoughts. All right, and we're back. <laughs> so, piggybacking on last week's episode, it's easier for us to transition into that because that was only about a minute ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, I was talking about for those of us, I was talking about goals and why some things get easier, and I said that having a a, a goal to pay off my truck this year mm-hmm. um, was. Pretty good goal. Gave me some motivation to go to work. Gave me some motivation to be more of a salesman. Um, to not be, uh, not hold back with prices. What I feel like I am worth this much money to do this for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were talking about like, well, what is the truck even? What is my truck having the truck paying off this truck? Why do I need a truck? Blah, blah, blah. Is it having the truck paid off? Like that's not the end goal. The no. end goal isn't the paid off truck. No. The end goal is that freedom of now not that truck's not a weight on mm-hmm. you. Right? It's not a weight holding you back that you have to think about. Right, that's true. That's a stress right now. Having it paid off, guess what? It's not going to be a stress anymore. Right. So that's going to close one of those browser windows. Mm-hmm. And I thought that would be a nice transition again to jump back into like these things that we keep doing. Mm-hmm. The things beneath the things that hold us back from or the things like, you know, I don't know that that stress. I know I always go back to stress because I think so many people <laughs> carry the stress of like things that they have to do or things they're carrying with him. And I, I feel like they should be doing. I don't know that people really have a clear understanding of like what stress looks like today. Mm hmm. And that it's not, um, you know, for example, we talked a little bit in the last episode of people thinking that they have to lose a certain amount of weight by summer. Mm-hmm. That's stress. Yeah. Most people are like, that's not stress. That's just a, but that's stress mm-hmm. on your body. You know, that's stress in your brain, you know, because now everything you do, Every piece of food that you eat, every little bit of exercise that you do, you're thinking in your brain, is this going to help me lose weight or not? Mm-hmm. That's stress. Right. You know, and that stress alone might help you. It might even keep you from losing weight. Mm-hmm. And then you think you're going to go to the gym and you work out. Guess what? That is also stress yeah. on your body. So what, what you think is reducing your stress by working out is actually contributing to the stress in mm-hmm. your body. Mm-hmm. And I think just stress shows up in so many people's lives and it keeps them from living a liberated life. Mm-hmm. So what are some ways, Tim, that, what are some areas you think stress is in your life that you might not be aware of? Oh, dude, it's everywhere. <laughs> I'm aware of it being everywhere. <laughs> I'm highly aware of my stress. And, dude, I don't know how. To, I mean, meditation and mindfulness is the best thing, but... Even then, like, those are all nice words. <laughs> but whenever you're having that day, man, like, it's just hard. I think, I think we're fed a narrative that life should be easy and life should feel good. I think it's bullshit, man. Life is not easy. I don't think it was really meant to be easy. And I don't think it was really meant to be good, like, feel good, per se. Maybe it was meant to back, you know, whatever you want to believe how the earth was started, but like, I just think that life is just so hard and accepting that that life is hard almost takes the stress away. Like we, we feel like we feel like it should be a certain way, but because it's not how we feel like it should be, we get pissed at that. No, like it is hard, man. Like it's freaking hard to lose weight. It's hard to 
show up every day and be your best self. All you got to do is cut an arm off. Guaranteed weight loss, man. You you do that. You you chop your arm off. (laughs) Hi, I'm Joe Health, and you want to see how committed I am to losing weight? (laughs) See? Just lost 25 pounds (laughs) instantly. You guys must not care about your weight. Get the tourniquet! (laughs) Get the tourniquet. So, dude, it's everywhere. And I think... um, I don't know. I don't know if you can avoid it ever. And I don't think going to a deserted island and fantasizing about being alone, I don't think that I think you're trading one stress for another. You know what I mean? You can't avoid it. It's a part of life. So how do you live with it and how do you manage it in a healthy way? I think think having relationships is a huge part Mm -hmm. is a huge factor of life that Many people today miss out on, we think we're so connected because we're on Facebook and Instagram and we text message with each other. Mm -hmm. Um, but we're probably the most disconnected people that have ever existed in society. Well, how many conversations are you having that actually have meaning and fruit to your conversations? Like how many conversations are actually building, like breathing life into you? Like I'd be curious to see that because, uh, put it this way. How many people are comfortable making a phone call today? <laughs> people hate it. <laughs> they hate it. Why? Because it's easier to just not. Because they hate talking. They they don't know how to talk to people anymore. Yeah. Uh, it's a text message or a, I a love an instant message. Combos. It's a yeah. Like I saw a video the other day. Like Paleo FX was in Austin, Texas last weekend, and I was kind of depressed all weekend because I knew that I could have been there. Oh. I should have been there. Mm. And one of the mixers for the primal health coach, um, coaches was there for anybody that wanted to go. And they showed a video of the mixer and there was people everywhere and mm. it was loud. There was lots of small conversations and like my social anxiety was pinging just watching the video. <laughs> Your hands getting sweaty. And I'm like, I would have showed up there either drunk. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. <laughs> or after about an hour, man, I'd be tapping out. Mm-hmm. I'd be, you know, cause I don't feel like in that room, I feel like any conversation I have is going to be inauthentic mm-hmm. because you're trying to see so many different people all at once and have conversations. But I'm like, man, I'd love to sit down with y'all one on one for coffee. Yeah. I will take the next year doing that. That's my, that's my sweet spot yeah. right there. That's um, good. And I think phone calls are the same way when we're in this internet world of Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, we're in this group setting and not many people want the one-on-one face-to-face conversations anymore. Well, Uh, because you're forced to look inward mm -hmm. and people don't want to look inward. So it's easier to just blend in. I don't think that it's, I think it's time because Mm. those one-on-one conversations with people take time Hmm. and people now value their time because there's so much to do. And I don't, but remember that time you were like, I'm so busy. And we sat down and we like, well, what are you doing? Oh yeah. And you realize like, okay, I'm not busy. I'm not that I busy. I just think I'm busy. Yeah. You know, when people commit, you know, this is more of the John soapbox for, you know, 15 minutes. But when, when people commit three hours of their night to TV mm. and sacrifice sleep and then another hour or hour and a half to Facebook and social media, usage of course you feel busy of course Mm -hmm. you feel like there's no time to do anything Mm -hmm. you know and then throw in kids sports activities you know and school and your job like you don't have time anymore Mm -hmm. and it's not that you don't have time you're just choosing to make time for a lot of these other things that ultimately at the end of the day are pointless (laughs) like game of thrones yeah now i'll watch hawaii 5-0 
right. Wi-Fi. I don't want to vilify like everybody that watches shows and stuff like that, Man, but I do think I, you I have know. to be careful how much control the access to that media has in your life. Yeah. I don't know. Going off of stress, man, I, I, I don't, I don't think anybody knows. I think, yeah, mindfulness and meditation, man, that's like, that's pretty much it. You got to close browser windows. I think, uh, maybe I highlighted this whole section in here this morning. I'm reading a book called The Gifts of Imperfection by Brene Brown. Um, here, this ain't it. Anyway. <laughs> okay, yeah, it is. <laughs> when we can let go of what other people think and our own story, we gain access to our worthiness, the feeling that we are enough just as we are and that we are worthy of love and belonging. When we spend a lifetime trying to distance ourselves from the parts of our lives that don't fit with who we think we're supposed to be, we stand outside of our story and hustle for our worthiness by constantly performing, perfecting, pleasing, improving. So that's good. I don't know if this ties into the quote. I heard half of it because I had a train of thought whenever you started reading. <laughs> that's okay. Um, I'm going to let that quote sink in for two seconds. Uh, okay. So I think going back to what we said in the full length episode, people feel like they see beneath all the bullshit and they realize that a lot of this stuff doesn't really matter. And so that's why it's hard to feel motivated and they get stressed out having to care about things like, what do you mean? Like I, I have to pay insurance, but I don't even use insurance. Like what, 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 like, you know, I got hurt on a job that I just didn't even care about. So like, why was I even at that job? I shouldn't have even been there anyway. Or like, dude, there's just so many things that like, why are we doing what we're doing? And I think it's very easy then just to be like, well, nothing matters. Life's pointless. I think it's easy to say that, to come to that conclusion. Cause then you're a victim of this cruel, harsh reality. But I think that is like the epitome of stress is feeling that way. But I think what takes the stress off is realizing that you do, you do have a choice in how you conduct yourself. And it might be limited to some people. Some people might have disabilities and they're limited or some people might have obligations, but you do have a choice. I'm not saying your choices are amazing, but you might have two different poisons in front of you, but you still have a choice of which poison you're drinking. Mm -hmm. And that is kind of freeing. Yeah. That so. didn't have anything to do with my quote, but that was a good line of thought. Yeah, sorry. So, that's okay. I'll go back to the quote because <laughs> going back to stress, when she talks about those those <laughs> things, those things in our life that we know aren't us. Everybody makes mistakes in their life. Everybody does something at some point they wish they wouldn't have, uh, and those mistakes, even though nobody really knows about them we kind of begin to walk around thinking that everybody knows about them. Hmm. Or if we told one person and they all of a sudden treated us differently now mm -hmm. that they know that secret, we begin to feel like everybody knows that thing. In this world where we're so not connected, we feel so connected. If you have a conversation on Facebook that you maybe regret and six people saw it, it feels like 600 people saw mm -hmm. it oh, because great. we don't know. know because we don't know how many people saw it. Mm -hmm. So we make up this imaginary number in our head. That's stress. Those things we do in our life that nobody knows about that we are constantly keeping that secret 
that's stress. Mm-hmm. You know, those things like there's a couple jobs I did last year that I'd like to follow up on because I think I might have done something wrong. But you know what? They haven't called me back yet. So maybe I didn't do it wrong. And leaving that up for chance, that's stress. That is a browser window that's in my mind, um, open all the time. Even the things that you've done 10 years ago, um, mm. something maybe inappropriate you did 10 years ago that there was no consequences for, um, but nobody knows about it, but you still do. Mm. And maybe that one other person still knows. And uh, you've been keeping it a secret for so long. That's stress. Mm-hmm. And if people keep those windows open, they're just, they're not going to go away. Right. And I think one of the key things about interconnectedness and developing these relationships with other people is being able to share our faults, our insecurities, our mistakes. And it opens up the door for other people to do the same things. Hmm. And um, instead of everybody walking around trying to be so damn perfect all the time, um, is one of the biggest imperfections of our society that we have to put on this front. Um, no thanks to Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all of these social platforms that nobody's putting their secrets on there. Nobody's putting their failures on there. Nobody's putting their faults on there. Everybody's taking, you see people take 18 selfies picking out the perfect one mm. when they all look good. Mm-hmm. You know, like, but this constant quest for perfection and being the best, I think it's a failure to our society. And it's not allowing anybody to just be peaceful and happy and content with who they are. Mm-hmm. That's good. <laughs> well, I want to read this book because I think once I read it, I'll have more to say about this. Yeah. It's, I mean, and I'm, this is just probably one of hundreds of books that about perfection. help people understand like, like who they are, who they're not, mm-hmm. um, how to let go of certain things, um, mm-hmm. how to ask forgiveness, how to give forgiveness, so much stuff. Yeah, man, that's good. All right. Well, yeah, we'll see you back on Monday. All right. Later.